Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, there's a huge yet crazy partnership between Marvel and Hulu coming, and we're not going to just report on it. Oh, we're going to break down all of these characters, and we're going to tell you which of those shows is going to be the most awesome. Plus, could there be even more content headed to Hulu? We'll talk about that. But most importantly, we will connect two things that you might find hard to believe. One, the hottest band in the world, Kiss, and Marvel. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, indeed. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt, joined as always... By Zia Landerson. Hey, guys. Zia Anderson, Zia Bastille Day. So many names. <laughs> Got like five now. Right, well, that's what happens when you get married. You uh, end up yeah. having to take five names. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I'll, I'll and uh, for those watching live, Zia is manning or personing the chat. Sorry, I want to be gender inclusive. I'm person, uh, she, you're, Christian. Yeah, you're personing the chat. And uh, so say hi. Let us know your thoughts about the Hulu deal. If you're a Marvel fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. We're going to really take some time and go through all four of these shows, including the one that I know absolutely nothing about. But uh, before we get to that, we have some fun photos to share with you. Uh, And it uh, ties into the fact that uh, I have, for those watching on YouTube, a a very snazzy uh, Kiss t-shirt that I bought last night. Ah. Uh, Seeing the band at the forum. This is... $75, believe it or not. What? Yeah. For that shirt? Straight up concert shirts were $50, but then this one's got long sleeves, so they're like, yep, that'll be $75. My wife and I talked a little bit about it. Uh, She was on board. But uh, in the old days, I probably would have bought two shirts. And then it's like, all right, but that still would have been less than $75. But here's a few things that uh, tie into that. The first is that I ran into our friend, the one, the only, Amy Cassandra Martinez, formerly of this show formerly of Marvel Movie News, currently of Netflix Picks, and over on the Popcorn Talk Network, the uh, box office breakdown. Uh, She spent four hours doing makeup for herself and her husband, and if you're watching on YouTube, you see amazing Gene Simmons makeup, The Demon, which I always thought Amy Cassandra Martinez is a little bit of a demon. Uh, Not a diva, demon. And that that one will be that. Yeah, that last one uh, ties in in a second. But uh, and if you aren't watching live on YouTube and you're just listening, uh, you can find her Amy Cassandra MTZ. See, look at that. She's not on the show anymore. and She gets a plug. Now, here's one that uh, for those watching on YouTube again, that I thought when Amy sent it to me, I thought that was her on the ride over. But if you look at the username, why that's Ming-Na Wen, Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that is her on the way to the same concert. And the comment is really funny because she says, my iPhone face ID won't unlock my phone because it it sees Gene Simmons instead of me. So uh, I thought I was like, wow. 
And I had no idea. And uh, her husband also made up like Paul Stanley, like Amy's was. So then you're like, all right, well, what's the connection for Marvel? All right, well, first, uh, Kiss appeared in Marvel Comics in the late 70s. They had their own title, two issues. And uh, Stanley and Kiss both being the uh, salespeople that they were, uh, the marketing was, and some of their blood was mixed into the red ink. Uh, but the band Kiss first appeared in Marvel Comics in Howard the Duck. And I don't have my bell like I do on my uh, my personal show, The Black You House, really wanted to This would have been a good time see, for yeah. it. Because that ties in to our big news for the start of the show, which is indeed the fact that Hulu is uh, has a big deal with Marvel coming up. They already have the Runaways. They have, like, next day rebroadcast, for lack of a better term, of Cloak and Daggers, his favorite show. And uh, it looks like the deal is only getting bigger because there are four new shows. Now, uh, the first we're going to talk about is Howard the Duck, whom, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you see Howard the Duck number one. Uh, that, uh, well, it's actually not his first appearance, but that's his, uh, his first solo book. And like most spinoffs always helps to put Spider-Man in your number one. If you look at the original Ms. Marvel, number one, Carol Danvers, uh, first solo book, Spidey's in that too. It's a safe bet. It's like, you know what? First issue, just put Spider-Man in it. You'll get people like me would be like, well, I sure do love Spidey. I don't know who Howard the Duck is, but the Howard the Duck TV series, uh, is the first of well, four full-fledged series, and then there's sort of a combination series we'll talk about. Uh, this will be run uh, by Kevin Smith of Clerks and Jane Silent Bob fame. Dogma. You could keep going. Uh, and also Dave Willis, who people know from Aqua Teen Hunger Force because he was the genius behind Meatwad. Amazing. And the rest of the game. <laughs> so great. So, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, like Kevin Smith. Howard the Duck, great, I'm already in. Yep. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we talk a little bit about, about Howard and his backstory, I love that his name's Howard, uh, what uh, what are your thoughts when you first heard, you know, the deal as a whole, sure, but when you first heard, like, oh, my God, Howard the Duck's going to be one of them. Okay, before we jump into that really yeah, sure. quickly, I'm just going to go to the chat because we had a couple... Uh, just back to the kiss. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have asked. <laughs> no, I should have asked for, uh, as, as Gene Simmons would say, kissonline.com. You know, just you don't just say kiss. You turn it into a kiss brand. Kissonline.com. Kissonline.com. Yes, go ahead. Um, Rick Bocanegra, and I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Oh, I hope that's how you say his I name. Hope... That's, what a great name that I is. I know, right? Isn't that cool? Um, he said, I had the kiss comic. So that's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. And then Sarge. Very Drew... valuable, the first printing. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Stardew asks us both, what is your favorite Kiss music? Wow. That's tough. But uh, I, uh, I, I I wasn't expecting that question know, on this show. Me neither. You know the I only will say thing? The, the Creature of the Night album, just beginning to end. Like if okay. I, I'm just going to go album because if I'm going to pick like songs and stuff, we'll be here all night, and that's not this show. But uh, the album Creature of the Night is amazing. Uh, the drumming on it is crazy. It was like... It's the closest they came to being like, you know, what in the early 80s passed for heavy metal. All right. Now, it's not necessarily like in your top five, but do you have something that you're like, oh, I like when I have heard this song or seen this thing? So Kiss is one of those bands. First of all, I love Detroit Rock City. The movie. (laughs) 
That yeah. movie's awesome. Talk, we talked a lot about that movie last that night. That movie we, is so As great. we walked from, we didn't, we didn't just park at the Forum. We parked at the dirt lot across the street where they're building the Rams' new uh, new stadium. Anyway, so we talked a lot about that movie. No, that movie is awesome. So I watched that when I was, you know, way younger and sure. thought it was great. Um Kiss is one of those bands I never got really into. I sure. didn't buy a lot of albums, but anytime one of their songs come on, I'll listen to it, I'll yeah. turn it up, and I know it's Kiss. <laughs> right. No, you, so you do know. Yeah. You always know it's Kiss. Uh, Ivan Soto asks, what's Kiss? Metal, punk. It's like 80s rock. Yeah, and, you know, they, they, they had the, like, the scary, uh, you know, makeup, yeah. which terrified me as a child. True story, three years old. I saw them on a show called 321 Contact. I was very frightened. I needed my mom. But uh, tying to Marvel Comics is all legit. Yes. You know, so so uh, back to Howard the Howard Duck. Howard the Duck, yes. I am just really excited about that sure. because all we got was that one movie and I think it was 1986. 1986. was not great. Leah Thompson. <laughs> uh, I love her and okay, everything. So but not great. No. Absolutely true. But not as bad as people say. For your you know 80s sci-fi comedy hybrids it's better than some. Okay. And uh, the, the the duck is good. Leah Thompson's great. This is like, this is probably the next movie she did after Back to the Future 2. Ah. You know what I mean? No, not Back to the Future 2. Back, Back to, to the, the Future, future comma also. As well. Back to the Future 2 would have been <laughs> after this. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, but it's not, I, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it, it gets a little bit of a bad rap. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I was, I'm really excited to see it in, I feel like it works the best in animated form. Yes. Live action, I feel like you could definitely do these days, but I just, I like the idea of a cartoon for this better. Um, So I'm excited about that. I got really excited when I heard Kevin Smith was going to be involved. That's amazing. And then you get, of course, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You get, so you get that influence in there. So I just think the tone of the show is going to be amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to knowing more about it because I don't know a ton about Howard the Duck. No, I mean, I think for a lot of people, like a certain generation of Marvel fans, they know him voiced by Seth Green in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Yes. And (laughs) just the inclusion of him in Guardians of the Galaxy, I was so excited because, look, the Howard the Duck movie is sort of a colossal failure. It's it's legendary in show business for just overall. Failure. It's from George Lucas, okay, at a time when George Lucas was still beloved. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm just trying. You know, some people have an adverse reaction to him. I think uh, you know, there's no Star Wars without him. So obviously, uh, he's got a brilliant mind. Indiana Jones, you know, come on, he and hey, Steven Spielberg agreed. together. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, the, yeah, the Howard the Duck movie. I'll just say a little bit of a mis- misstep, as it were. But uh, he's a fun character. And that movie was so badly received that the character disappeared from comics for a little while. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, huge at that point, but they probably right. expected, like, oh, my God, he's in a movie. We're going to have a new series. He's going to – maybe he'll be in Secret Wars 2. You know, we're going to do everything with it. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, people hate him. So um, he wasn't in the Secret Wars. No, was no, he? that was a joke. Okay, I was that, like, because I, I just, just read Secret Wars recently, and I don't remember no, that. No, no. Am I crazy? But there's also Secret Wars too. <laughs> okay, which is not as good. I haven't as Secret read Wars. that. Yeah, Secret Beyond Wars. Beyond has great. a mullet. That's that's all you need to know. Oh, yeah. Although he works it like nobody's business. Uh, uh, in any case, yeah. So Howard the Duck. Uh, it's this is good because all of these Hulu shows are going to be, you know, not like adult. But they're going to be sort of, you know, like adult leaning, you know. I mean, they're not for kids. That's the important thing. They uh, will probably be a little bit more PG-13, you know. They're they're not going to be – it's not going to be 
Well, it's not going to be South Park, but it could be like South Park as it airs on Comedy Central. Because if you watch South Park like on Hulu, it's like uncensored and all the swearing's in there. It's probably like going to be one of those shows where they swear, but they bleep it. Yeah. That's my guess. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'll yeah. take that. That's cool. Yeah. Because Kevin Smith, you know, if if you're even, you know, generally casually familiar with him... He dips into the dips into the blue ink. A little salty language now and then. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, if you're not familiar with him, please, please, please go see the scene in Mallrat where well, with, with, with Stanley. Stan yeah. Yes. But uh, to the extent that his film Clerks, when it was originally uh, submitted to the uh, Motion Picture Association, it was given an NC-17 rating just for language, I just for talking, and it was the. First, it's not the only time now, but for a long time, it was the only movie where without making a cut, he just pled the case and they gave it an R rating because it was just talking. But the talking was so explicit and so filthy. Really funny to me. I've seen Clerks a few times. Um, I the language never was crazy to me. I. I don't know what that says about how I grew up. <laughs> but no. It was not at all. I was like, we, "What?" We talk a lot What's on this, this show language? about the public schools in Hawaii. <laughs> so uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I certainly wasn't uh, scandalized by it, but I no. also you know wouldn't watch it with my kids in the house. So, True. but I like that spin that he's going to bring to yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, I do too. And uh, you know, he there was a very briefly a, a few a six episode animated version of Clerks that he did. And you know he hasn't done a lot in the world of animation, but I, I think his sensibility would be great. He's written comics, he's written Daredevil, he's written stuff for the distinguished competition, as it were. So uh, I'm very excited for the show. Dave Willis on board is like, all right, he's going to know how to turn it. You know, Kevin Smith will be able to do some big picture stuff. Not that he can't do episodic, but this is like, well, this is how this is going to work in a cartoon show. So I love that. Go ahead. Oh, he's just going to say another thing that I think is going to be really awesome is just the level of humor that we're going to get. I think they're going to both bring a level of humor that's going to really be great for the show, especially for Howard the Duck, just that character. Excuse me. I took the – that was the worst timed uh, gulp of water yet. I was like, as I'm swallowing, I'm like, oh, she's done talking. <laughs> Sorry. If I start trying to talk, I'm, I'm going to uh, cough. Well, also, just sidebar then, since we're doing that, everybody loves your T-shirt. Rick Bocanegra, he says I said his name right. Awesome. Says loves your shirt. Ghost 8386 says, dope shirt, Christian. Oh, my gosh. I'm so popular. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do to be popular with the uh, with the p- folks on YouTube is and spend then, $75 on a t-shirt. Yeah, not a big deal. And then we have <laughs> Merle Ortega in the chat also said, are we going to get on Hulu, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, and uh, Luke Cage and those shows? I don't know if that's something we want to touch get on into later. That, yeah, cool. So we yeah. will have an answer I w- for I would you. Like to see, I would like to see Howard Love interact with everyone. to see that. You know, I would like him, you know, if he can show up in Avengers Endgame. That would be great. You know, he's part of the MCU. We saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I'd like him to star in Guardians 3. But anyway, um, so uh, basically the character first appeared in the 70s. And he, I don't know, in all honesty, he's never really like a huge, you know, he's not a star of the Marvel Universe. But he's kind of like, oh, he's funny. You sort of like him, you know. Uh, and as the uh, title on his uh, his book says, Trapped in a World He Never Made, uh, and I will just give you a quick, like, two-sentence explanation, and I have to get this right out of Wikipedia because I didn't remember all of this, uh, this verbiage. Uh, Howard was abducted from his home planet and dropped into the Florida Everglades by 
Follow this. The demon lord Thog the Netherspawn, overmaster of Sominus the Dark Domain. He meets the Man Thing, who that's a real legitimate like Marvel character who I bet will get a movie or a TV show someday. Uh, Korik of Kartha, Demek the Enchanter, and falls off the interdimensional dimensional stepping stones. And then my favorite part, he materializes in Cleveland, Ohio, and battles Garko the Man Frog. <laughs> Cleveland, oh, the Man yes. Frog. Yes, all exactly. right. This yeah. sounds really exciting. Yeah, and he uh, his he's best known for uh, a, a, a basically a model that he's friends with named Beverly Switzler. That is Leah Thompson in the movie. Uh, he ends up basically being a private detective, which of course, why wouldn't your talking duck be a private detective? <laughs> but look. We certainly know that Private Detective is a great way to have episodic adventures. Uh, we saw it with our friend Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you never know who's going to come into an office and what sort of adventures that will send you off in. So um, on in a lot of ways of the four plus Hulu shows that we're going to talk about here on the show tonight – I'm the most excited for Howard the Duck just because he's a character that I've known for a while. I would like him to get his just desserts. And that's not some kind of like duck pun that I'm trying to craft in my head right now. Okay, maybe it is. But I, do, I, I would like people to – I like people to you know know him and appreciate him. And people just at some point – I want to overhear. This can be at a Comic-Con. It, it can be anywhere. I just hey, did you see the new Howard the Duck? It was hysterical. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. So, uh, Zia, you've talked a little bit about your excitement for it. Um, I would like to talk about the other shows. But before we talk about the other shows... Before we talk about the other shows, guys, we have other shows to talk about other shows here. Wait, that's not right. Anyway, before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. That's such a huge help by just... You just have to hit, like, one button. Just hit one button. You can tr- even turn the notifications off if you don't want to get, like, pestered all day with it. But it'll still show up in your feed of notifications. Hey, the show is on. It is time. Um, so, yeah, that helps us out a lot. That's awesome. Give us a rating on iTunes. That's another, like, really cool way to help out. Um, we always love uh, seeing your comments on iTunes and on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating because one through four does not work. And, um, yeah, leave us a comment so you can get involved with the uh, with the conversation, too. Because as I've said this many, many times, I've grown very attached to all of you. And I love chatting with you, and I love seeing your comments in here. And I wish I could just sit and have a conversation with all of you as well. <laughs> That's right. We'll have you all in here. Yeah. We'll sit around. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, have, we'll like have Sunday little, brunch. Yeah. And we'll sit around and we'll talk about I'll make about some food. And uh, being do. a part of After Buzz Steve Christian's like, yes, feed me, has meant uh, so much to me because the fact that I get to come in here and do this and talk about things that I love is ridiculous. This is literally the coolest thing ever. And seriously, thank you all for supporting us in doing what we love, Christian included. He does what he loves. Yes, I do get to do what I love, which is uh, get told that my T-shirt is cool, but also talk about Marvel uh, because uh, it's... Oh my gosh, Marvel's been a part of my life as long as my wife has been alive. I just I just made that connection. Wow. The same year she was born, I started reading comics. And you know what? I watched cartoons before that. So honestly, Spidey's been with me longer than my wife. So uh, so Spidey, you could say, is your first love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell Heather that. My first love is definitely Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. Okay. Be legit. But 
Spidey's right up there. He's top five. That's fair. Okay, so let's move on to the second of these shows. Oh, super quickly oh, before yeah, we jump in, What's I just want to know if you know this. Star Drew does say, "I want to know if this show will be shown in Canada." Do you know that by any chance? All right. Is that so Star Drew, that... that makes a great, uh, definitely makes a great point here. Your uh, our neighbors to the Great White North, they do not have Hulu. Now I know that they have Netflix, but Netflix in other countries is always different. Yes, uh, and. A good example of that is uh, the show that airs on CBS All Access here, which I cover for After Buzz TV Thursdays at 10 Pacific. Thank you very much. Very nice. Star Trek Discovery. Uh, that airs on CBS All Access here. The rest of the world outside of North America, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, but uh, in Canada, Star Trek Discovery airs on a channel called Space. So there's like separate deals have to be made for Canada. Uh, you know, network shows, I believe you guys see kind of, uh, you know, in the in same day and time, but I think on different channels, that sort of thing. This stuff, that's a great question. I actually don't know the answer to that, but uh, I, I think that at first you might not see it, you know, and it's, I can imagine that that's, that's sort of infuriating because, yeah. you know, the rights to the shows that are on Hulu, you know, like the, the broadcast network, you know, the next day airings and that stuff or, you know, previous seasons and that stuff, those are probably tied up with different rights in Canada. But their original content, you know, there should be a way to, you know, just subscribe to Hulu uh, in, in Canada. So we will look into that. And when I yeah. have anything that even comes close to resembling an answer, we'll mention it on this show. But as far as I know, um, I don't know how close you are to the border. But, uh, you know, if you uh, if you drive. Take a drive to New York. It depends on yeah. where in Canada you are. You drive south south of the border into into the U.S. Uh, Z will give you her Hulu login. She'll just direct message her. I would. <laughs> if you, just for you, just for you. Star Drew. I'm sorry, everybody else in the chat. You guys can get it on your own. Star Drew would like to pay for it. They just won't let him. Yeah. Um, and Hulu's like, well, she's staring at her password. I don't think we're going to have to cancel her account. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the second of these shows we're going to talk about is a fascinating concept. It's called Marvel's Tigra and Dazzler Show. And that title, uh, you know, it gives a certain indication on tone. Uh, it comes from Chelsea Handler, who uh, we mostly know as a talk show host. Almost exclusively knows as a talk show host and author, basically. Uh, but uh, somebody that is, you know a comedian deeply entrenched in the comedic world and she'll be the executive producer and the show will be written by Erica Rivanoia, someone I've actually known for 20 years. So I'm wow. very excited. Yeah. We were uh, pages at NBC together and she's written uh, some, some big animated movies that, you know, any of you with kids have certainly seen Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs, what? the Trolls movie, stuff I like that. that. Movie. Yeah. And, uh, but she also, has worked on South Park. Uh, that's sort of the best thing about her uh, career is that that's her side gig. It's like between things, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go back and hang out with my friends train Matt at South Park. That is amazing. Yes. She's an amazing person. And she's also one of the funniest people you ever met, ever meet. She's just this un unassuming, soft-spoken woman from New Mexico. The only person I've ever met from New Mexico. It's not true. Steve. Steve who works here. I didn't know he was from yes. New Mexico. So that's two people I met. But anyway. Uh, so she's so funny. And I think that uh, once she gets an, a feel for these characters, and we are about to talk about these characters, uh, I think that uh, bringing her sensibility to it will be great. Chelsea Handler, it's going to definitely push the envelope. Uh, and according 
to the description is the uh the so the show will be politically progressive Tigra and Dazzler as they try to get their superpowered heads, hands and hearts around life in the cities of City of Angels. So they're going to be here in Los Angeles. Woo-hoo. Who knows what they're going to be trying to do in Los Angeles. I hope they're trying to make it in their respective careers. Now Zia, your familiarity with both of these characters, uh, let us know let us know what you think about the show. And how familiar you are with them. Okay, not super familiar. Again, that's like going deep dive. I know that Dazzler was, um, I mean, for me, reading-wise, um, I know that Dazzler was part of the X-Men. Yes. I know uh, she throughout, takes... Throughout much of the 80s, uh, yeah. she had her own solo comic uh, starting in uh, the very early 80s, actually. Which so. I never read. So now yeah. my list of things to read and watch is growing ever bigger. Guys... There's a there's a great Marvel graphic novel. I believe it's Marvel graphic novel number eleven called Dazzler the Movie. Um, it is not a movie. It is a comic book, but, uh, but that, it's, it's a great starting a movie point. For her. Yes. Got it. Okay, Dazzler the Movie. That's yes. easy. Um, but I know that she takes light and I mean I'm sorry sound and converts it to light. Yes. So she's kind of similar to um, uh, Jubilee. My, Jubilee. Yeah. Well, Jubilee has like more of like a firework thing, but yeah, yeah, she will take the sound and turn it into lights and lasers and things. Right, and she'll use that as a show yes. during her and concerts, and she's like when a pop star. We first meet her. In fact, Marissa, if you can bring up the uh, Dazzler picture that I have in there, which is the cover to Uncanny X Men One Thirty. Uh, it's probably it's the next one down. Beneath, That's a cool uh, yeah. Tigra picture. Yeah, we'll get to Tigra. Yeah, in a but because we're talking about Allison Blair, the Dazzler. There she is in her first appearance, Chapter 2 of the Dark Phoenix Saga, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, in the Uncanny X-Men number 130, there you see her in her earliest incarnation as the Disco Queen Superstar. <laughs> she looks like a Disco Queen Superstar. She had no interest in using her mutant powers to fight anyone, to support any cause. She used her mutant powers to become famous and basically put on a great... A great performance, kind of like the show I saw last night uh, with Kiss with a lot of lasers and, you know, explosions and things. Nice. So she brought that to the disco world. And um, she, uh, the character evolves a lot over the neck, over through basically throughout the course of the 80s. Uh, her look changes and uh, she's a, a very important part of the X-Men. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a character that I've liked for a long time. And I'm excited to see her in a show. And then... We get to her partner in crime, Tigra, who is best known, uh, for me anyway, Tigra appeared in, uh, she was a, a member of the West Coast Avengers, and that was a an early spinoff of just your regular good old-fashioned Avengers, but they had a second team based out here in Los Angeles with, uh, let's see, we had Hawkeye, Tony Stark, of course, you know, he's got houses everywhere. He could be on the Avengers anywhere. He could be on the Avengers on the moon. He could be in the Avengers. If there was like Avengers Monaco, he probably has a house there. He's everywhere. So, uh, but, uh, and her name is Greer Grant Nelson. That is her, uh, her secret identity. And she's actually been around. I had to look this up. I was surprised that the character had been around this long. She first showed up in Giant Size Creatures number one in July of 1974. Wow. How old is that? It's older than me. Much so, older than yeah. us. Well, definitely <laughs> than you. Uh, and uh, just, a, just a little fun for the fellow fans of the Netflix shows. 
she was uh, introduced uh, alongside Night Nurse, who uh, okay. yeah, is, was essentially Rosario Dawson's character. Anyway, and Luke, yeah, 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 yeah right, exactly. So, um, but so you can see her, uh, and uh, she, you know. Um, she looks awesome. It's a very, it's a very cool look. Uh, you know, she's not, uh, she's not one for clothes. Let's let's put it that way. She doesn't need them. But she's like a she's a cat. cat. She's a cat. Yeah. yeah. What do you need clothes? She's for? just a little too an- 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 anthropomorphic. At- I almost had that word right. And you know, so she's got to she's got to cover up. Got to cover the boobs. If she was a little stuff, bit, if she was but... a little bit more animal, it'd be like yeah. whatever. You know. Uh, so it's a. You almost don't need to know that much about her, uh, but. It's you just you see the look, so you imagine her and and Dazzler. I assume they're like roommates. They have like a loft together. Or That's something. what I was thinking. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be great. Tigra looks like a very uh, agile fighter to me, and I think yes. that she, especially in cartoons, yes. that's going to be great. She's very agile, and she has like a ferociousness to her because obviously the she's like a cat. The, yeah, uh, the the animal uh, abilities basically. And uh, there's a whole backstory that if you're interested, you can dive into some of these older issues, you know, the cat people and everything where it comes down from. Uh, But uh, she's a character that uh, was around a lot. I mean, mostly, you know, I really know her from West Coast Avengers and I actually have lost track of the character. I don't know what she's up to right now. But uh, I think this show is going to probably bring her back to the forefront. What are people saying about Tigra and Dazzler? Oh, we've got so Rick Bocanegra says that Tigra's Daz- Dazzler show doesn't look that interesting to me. Looking forward to Hit Monkey, which oh. we will get to. Yes. So that's interesting. Should we, um, should we get to Hit Monkey next? We can get to Hit Monkey okay. next. Yeah. I, uh, I, I put Zia in charge of this because uh, I because I I know some to a li- to a little to a lot about all the other characters, but Hit Monkey, I was just like. Yeah, I don't know anything about Hitmonkey. I don't know anything about Hitmonkey. Yeah, that was a thing I had to look up. Yeah, right. I, like, I had to look up what it was. Is but this? Uh, yeah. Um, so Hitmonkey is a really interesting story. It's it's so out there to me that I was like, okay, this is yeah. interesting. Um, it is a monkey that well, it actually starts with a hitman who is who is not a monkey. Who is not a monkey? Right. He's just, I just a man. Let's start there right so away. We'll start yeah. there. Yeah. He's just a man that um, is running from, I think it's other assassins. And so he uh, he is running through the mountains and it's I think there's it's snowing. And these this tribe of monkeys who this particular monkey is a part of save him. And so they take him in and they're trying to nurse him back to health. Hit Monkey is against it. He thinks that he's only, it's only going to bring them trouble and it's not going to be good and they need to just get rid of him, let him die, whatever. They're like, just get rid of this, this Hitman guy. And so he's distrustful of the Hitman. So while the Hitman is trying to get better, he's practicing with you know his gun and his moves and his martial arts to heal and get better and keep on his toes, I guess. And all the while, this monkey is watching him do it. And so he learns from him. And sure enough, the monkey's right and the assassins find out where this hitman is and come and not only do they kill the hitman but they kill this monkey's entire monkey, monkey tribe. family. Oh, yeah, monkey family. tribe. Wow. Well, yeah, okay, family sure. tribe. Um and so uh he wants revenge. So he uses all of the skills that he learned while watching this hitman to kill the assassins and then he goes out into this like cra- this world in this crazy revenge scheme to basically he kills assassins and uh hitmen. Like that's what he goes out to do. But he learned all of that from a hitman. So he's a hit monkey. It's the craziest story to me. I love it. It's such a crazy (laughs) idea. And it just shows how outside the box uh, Marvel thinks about their properties. Right? Like like, things like, would you be interested in turning this into a show? 
Let's do and it. And you're like, sure. <laughs> you know, getting tasked with like, yeah, let's let's go ahead with Hit Monkey. And uh, I, I know I look forward to that one uh, in a way of it's it's like, you know, just imagine some of the some of the great Marvel characters and the way that they've been turned into movies or TV series. Like imagine if you could sit down for season one of daredevil and you know, the Ben Affleck movie had never happened. (laughs) (laughs) And also like, you just didn't know anything about the character and you're like, wait, what happened? So he's blind, but he can see with his other senses. This is crazy. So, you know, hit monkeys a little bit of that. I've read some of the same things and I'm like, I, I still don't get it, but I do know that he, early on he had an arc where he showed up uh, and he teamed up with Deadpool. And you're like, yeah, that's amazing. I can see them hanging out. Yes. You know, uh, Hitmonkey and Deadpool. So I, I know there are people who love this. This comic first appeared, uh, I think I was reading it was like 2010. 2010, so yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't been around forever. And I kind of like that this is a newer property. Yeah, why not change it up a little bit, get some of the, some of the, the sort of fresher things, I guess. Not that there aren't a plethora of other yeah. um, stories of characters that we know that we can use. But it's just kind of cool to get something that maybe a lot of people aren't as familiar with. Because that's, I mean, you've been reading comics since... Since uh, what did I establish that I was thirty five? Yeah, yeah, so however many years, but you're not super familiar with Hit Monkey, so no, that's no, no. even fun for someone like you. Yeah, that, no, no, like, that, that makes it fun, fun for me. And look, it's like, look, if they're turning this into a show, uh, I, I feel good about. Uh, I feel good about you know the uh, what the end result is going to look like uh, on the screen. Ghost eighty three eighty six here says Rocket Raccoon versus Hit Monkey versus Howard the Duck would be an awesome movie. Right? <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> Let's just start throwing everyone together. Why yeah, not? right. Exactly. And the uh, creative team behind this is uh, Josh Gordon and Will Speck. So uh, that's, you know, uh, that's this is the one that for me is the, the least known. Uh, and it's arguable as to who is the best known of these properties. Howard the Duck is known sort of infamously because of the movie. Dazzler is really well known because she was a member of the X-Men, you know, I mean, in during a very successful run of the X-Men, you know, like kind of at the height of uh, comic sales. Uh, So we will now get to the fourth of these shows, which will come to us from Patton Oswalt and Jordan Bloom, who uh, worked on the Dan Harmon show community and also the uh, American Dad, the Seth MacFarlane show. You know, the one with the uh, the FBI agent, the CIA agent and the uh, talking alien in his house and he's a, you know, a goldfish that also talks, you know, yeah. whatever. The alcoholic yeah. alien. Yeah, My favorite, exactly. Roger. Yeah, Roger's amazing. <laughs> uh, so he's from that background. So that'll tell you a little bit about what he's going to bring. Uh, and also Patton Oswalt, very funny uh, comedian. Uh, and that will be Modoc. Whom those of you watching on YouTube will see here. Modoc is well known because he's been around the Marvel Universe for like f- really, I think almost fifty years, but forty at least. And he's known as a as a villain for Captain America. You know the Avengers. You know your big Marvel villains have all had run-ins. Or your big Marvel heroes, my apologies, have all had a run-in with Modoc. And. Uh, like uh, a lot of people, Zia, how do you know Modoc? I know him from the, it was a Spider-Man cartoon, I believe. No, Iron Man. It was Man. an Iron Man Iron cartoon. Man. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. The Iron Man cartoon from the 90s. And um, he definitely scared me a little bit. Oh, he's <laughs> like, a giant he's really head creepy. with tiny arms and tiny feet. 
and, <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. And his name is Modoc. And the acronym has changed a little bit. Uh, Marvel acronyms evolve a lot. Like S.H.I.E.L.D. has stood for a lot of different things throughout the run of Marvel. So uh, the, the M is what has changed a few times. So it's M-O-D-O-K. And uh, that is an abbreviation. So the M has stand, stood for mental, mobile, or mechanized. But I believe mobile was the one that I was more familiar with. So let's say mobile organism designed only for killing. Modoc. Uh, yeah, Modoc. Uh, and at one point he was in charge of AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics. And uh, he, I guess when he first is, is, is introduced, he's just a former employee. And uh, there's an experiment that he tries to increase his intelligence. So he gets a really big brain, gets the huge head, but then his body's still regular sized. So he needs that chair. Uh, and it's it's kind of amazing because, look, this is going to be a comedy series for somebody who's terrifying looking. So I kind of imagine, like, could you do this where it's like a sitcom almost? And it's like just Modoc going about his day. Sure, he does his super, super villowing. Super villaining. Villaining. And then at the end of the day, though, he's got to come home. He's still got to be Modoc. You know, how does he find a hat big enough? <laughs> does he have someone to put on his shoes or does he have to do it himself? He has hats made. I feel like you'd have to have them specially made. And hat- does he get in and out of that contraption or does he just stay in it? I think he has to stay in it. Just stays I think in he all can't times. function. And then if, for those that saw the image that we have uh, on YouTube, he he has to like plug in and be like charged and you know. I, so that's I how he he's, sleeps. He just he's like a he's like, like a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> you got to plug him in every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, every every two hundred and fifty miles, you know, like Modoc can't get all the way to Vegas without plugging in. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of great that modoc is going to get a television series and the only way you could really do modoc justice is animated form uh so i am very excited for that show uh can't imagine what it would be like let us know in the chat whether you're watching live or if you're watching after the fact and we can uh, comment on it next week we uh, what you have... think what you think the modoc show could be and what you hope it would be. What, what do we have? Just really quickly, Merle Ortega says, um, can you describe the characters of the TV show that you were talking about and visually impaired? We can do a quick overview. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I appreciate them uh, mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can know. Howard the Duck is a duck. He, he's, but he's a, he's a duck. Like a he's, human a, he's a duck sized being from Duck World. So everybody's a duck there. Uh, and then he ends up in our world, which he never made. Uh, he, he does always wear a nice hat. Which is funny. Uh, Tigra basically is a is like a, 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 a anthropomorphic. I can say it now. Nice, like a tiger, but she's also in human a, form. A lady, yeah. Right. She's in she human definitely form. has like arms and legs and breasts, yeah. but she has cat markings and fur and a tail. Uh, and and not to be speciesist, but Dazzler is the most normal. She's just a a human looking person. Uh, and you know, she's had some different looks. She's had short hair. She had a blue costume throughout the eighties. Uh, but the, the, uh, disco jumpsuit with the roller skates, that's, that's my sweet spot right there. <laughs> I will always love that. And hit monkey is a monkey and, uh, but he's also a hitman. And we also have Modoc, which is a giant head with a regular size body. So that's, 
kind of to summarize it, uh, yeah. and I, I hope we did a good enough job, and I hope that helps you uh, a, a, at least able to understand how these characters would function in uh, a normal world. So we have those four series. This is very reminiscent of the Netflix deal when it was first signed, because what we will get is everybody put back together uh, a team-up for all these characters, Dazzler, Tigra, Hitmonkey, Howard the Duck, and our pal Modoc, all together for the Offenders. Not, not the Defenders. defenders. Nice. The Offenders. <laughs> and uh, I can only imagine what sort of scenario would get them together. Um, of all those characters, Zia, and I ask this to the chat too, who are you most excited to see interact with each other? Because I have an answer, but I'd like to know who you're thinking. Ooh, okay. Um, you know what? Actually, to see interact, I would love to see Howard the Duck and uh, Modoc. That's exactly where I'm at. No way. Yes, because <laughs> I would just imagine Howard the Duck sees this giant head floating right. around, and he's like, what? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What is happening right now? So uh, as we go through this process, uh, we will uh, report any news we get on this. But this is very exciting. I'm so excited. It's very exciting time for Marvel. Look, the stuff that they have turned into beloved content, the fact that they took the Guardians of the Galaxy, who are honestly fringe characters. I mean, now they're really well known. But I was just like, Rocket Raccoon's going to be in a movie? Okay, if you say so. So... The fact that they're taking this is just like, you know what? They're very – look, they're a little bit emboldened by their success, but also they're like, let's take a chance. Let's see how these go. No, you I'm know? into it. And cartoon – I love cartoons. And yeah. I feel like I don't get a chance to watch them enough. Yeah. Now I have to, but I also want to. No, but these like, cartoons like, you know, for like sure. I'm so, I'm so excited to sit down and enjoy a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to uh, – I want to talk a little bit about the latest episode of The Gifted before uh, we wrap up. Let's talk about – because we're talking about Hulu – that uh, there were comments that yes. uh, the the <laughs> platform would be interested. You're, are you going to be all right? <laughs> oh my really God. You're so excited. That, <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, they would be interested in uh, – you know, they'd be – Craig Erwich, the senior vice president for originals at Hulu – uh, said that he'd love to revive the Netflix shows, which, you know, let's think about it from a business standpoint. It's a little bit of a of a, of a poke at Netflix to take these properties. Oh, yeah. And as we've talked about before, I think the way the deal was, it would be two years before they could actually put them on the air. I don't know if they can develop them and shoot them and all that before that time. But that would be, I think that would be like, look what we took from you. You threw these away and look what we're doing. So they're open to it. And uh, more recently, earlier today, Jeff Loeb uh, from Marvel Television said he would not be surprised if the Netflix shows ended up there. So that's not saying, like, oh, it's going to happen. But he's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. So I think they're really open to this idea. And there was a lot of fear that these shows wouldn't fit in at Disney+. Plus. So where do they go? Marvel still has a great relationship with Hulu, as we just saw from the four four and a half shows that we talked about. They're open to doing some adult content. Uh, so I think it would be great. Uh, Zia, I assume you're excited. But when you heard that, did did your, scar- did your heart skip a beat like mine did? Yes, because I was like, hey, maybe we're going to get to see it again. Yeah. And I know we talked about this on our sister network, the Popcorn Talk. On oh, we're 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 one of the, we're two of the co-hosts for Marvel yeah, Movie News yeah. Thursdays at one Pacific Four Eastern. Very nice. Um, yeah, that we were talking about that, and I think I believe Zach said it was we'd have to wait two years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Before yeah, anything happens, years, yeah. yeah. So that's and I'm fine with that, honestly. 
Yeah, um, take two years. Give us a little break. Right. Yeah, make it awesome. We can watch some other stuff. There's so much content out there. Yeah. But I would really, really, really love to see even just the Defenders. Yeah, I think it'd be, so cool. it would actually be a good place to start is yeah. with a big Defenders event, and then you break them off into their own series. Sort of do it the reverse way yeah. from the way Netflix did it. And you know what? That gives you the chance, Zia, to one day continue to ship Karen Page yes. and Frank Castle, the Punisher. We got so close in this that close. last, um, the last Punisher and who broke season. broke it up Amy, and right? Danny, Amy just Amy. like barged in. Well, and also it was Frank because yeah, Frank was, was like, no, I can't be. And I get it. You do it. But, yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, all right. So we only have about five minutes. But what I want to talk about is the latest episode of The Gifted. And I know some of you who've watched this show, especially from the beginning, are like, wait, you're making time to talk about The Gifted. Hmm. I have to applaud The Gifted for tackling one of uh, the most epic storylines in uh, X-Men history, uh, The Mutant Massacre, which is a storyline where the Marauders went into the Morlock Tunnels and just, you know, with reckless abandon, just mercilessly killed a ton of them. And a number of our beloved Marvel characters were impacted by this. Uh, uh, let's see. Angel was never the same. He actually lost his wings and then he turns into Archangel. That's a, I don't need to explain that. That's a whole thing. And we'd be here all day. Um, and uh, let's see. Nightcrawler and uh, Colossus and a number of characters. Uh, needed some time to kind of, uh, you know, uh, heal and, and get their minds right. There's a great uh, image uh, that I don't, uh, if, if Marissa, if you have a moment to show that, I think it's the last one that we didn't show. It's an image of Wolverine, uh, and it's just one of the most epic covers. It's from Uncanny X Men 212, and it's just this like, you know, he's fighting Sabretooth, who is part of this this force, and it's just like, Okay, for those watching on YouTube, you can kind of see, like, for Wolvie's costume to get all ripped up like that, it's probably it's probably a little bit of a rough day for him. And, of course, it is the great brown and gold Wolverine costume. I was costume. just going to say that. I it's love, your favorite one. I love the brown and gold Wolverine costume. You have a t-shirt that's that uh, color. Yeah, that, yeah those I colors. Ha- I have one with that suit, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, they managed to figure out a way to do this on The Gifted. And, look, I don't... Uh, the. The Purifier organization is it, – it, it, it's a bit of a tough pill for me to swallow on the show. But we we are get getting to see – you know, Jace is getting a little bit like, I don't know if I'm in with the right people. It took a, the whole season. But he's starting to think like, am I really on the right side of this? Because Finally. they're – you know, uh, they're able to get most uh, – they're able to get – the like the you know the non-fighting mutants the children get them out of the morlock tunnels thanks to our pal blink uh and it, you know i i and he you know he just he kind of sees like you know it, 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 look it's a it's a little melodramatic it's it's a teddy bear on the ground but at the same time he's like what am i doing you know and we needed that character to at least try to get to that point because i've been finding it very we've talked a lot about this yes it's like you know, this is a hate group. Yeah. You're a minority. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you don't like mutants. Great. Figure something out. Write to your congressman. Uh, and so the fact that they did that storyline, uh, I, I thought it, I thought it was uh, really impressive. Um, and then, uh, Zia, I know you ha- you haven't seen this, and I only call you out for it because I know how much you love spoilers. I do like spoilers. So at the end of the episode, we have every indication uh, Blink takes a ton of bullets to the extent that her portal closes 
and John's on the other side of it and she falls down and we don't know. Is she dead? If they kill Blink, I riot. Well, yeah. She's one of the good things about they, the show. They have taken good things off the show before. No. They have killed. So I think that uh, it, that was one of those moments where I'm like, wait, did they do that? And we won't know until uh, this Tuesday at 9, 8 Central on Fox. And we, there's only two more episodes left this season. Uh. And let's I, look, just to be completely blunt, the ratings are really low on this show. I don't know that it would come back for a third season, but I know they're going to end really strong because obviously they hope they do. And to be fair, the uh, the Hulu viewership of it is actually pretty high. The, like the next day, the the DVR and the Hulu stuff. So that's kind of what they're they're okay. hoping for. So people aren't necessarily watching it live; yes. they're waiting and watching it later. Right. Which yeah, and if you watch it within the next, it's like the next three days, it counts towards the ratings. So, okay, so yeah. they're getting decent numbers on there, just not necessarily okay, live yeah. numbers. Okay, that's interesting. So, uh, for anybody who watches The Gifted, let me know what you think. How do you think that they handled, and by me, I mean us, sorry. Uh, let us know what you think about how they handled the Meat Massacre story. And are you worried about Blink? Uh, and again, if we don't get to your comments this week, we will talk about it next week. I believe that we're uh, essentially out of time. But uh, if you see any comments jump out, Zia, we will uh, let you read one or two of them, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up. Ghost8386 says the Marvel Knights show needs to happen on Hulu in the yep. future. I definitely agree with that. Look at that. That's a, yeah, that would be a little bit. It's not even, you know, again, that's like PG-13. It's a little bit uh, more advanced. I would love to see Marvel Knights. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and then there was one that I saw before from, I believe it was Incan TV. Ah, yeah, Incan TV says that the offenders, where is it? Ah, oh, the offenders in the comics were Red Hulk. Tiger yes. Shark, Baron Mordo, and Terrorex. I They're and just they taking the fighting. name yeah, and they're, they're going to the uh, apply yeah. it to, to uh, these characters. So it's yeah. just like it's, it's a yeah. different It's like how line. if you read Guardians of the Galaxy comics, it's not the characters in the movie. It is now, but it, it wasn't really. It's actually like Yondu and uh, Sylvester Stallone's character and some mm-hmm. others. So uh, anyway, uh, there was so much to cover. That uh, I can't believe we're out of time already. Can you believe that we're out of no, time? No, we there was a lot to talk about, yeah, and I, it was fun. I, I love talking about these. You know, just some of the fun deep dive you go on trying to research these Hulu characters. So excited to do yes. that. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back to talk about more things Marvel, including I keep teasing. We're going to talk about Runaway season two. I swear. I finished it. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, it, it'll be Sunday at 9, just like always, because, you know, who needs to watch Academy Awards? Come hang out with us. Uh, until then, Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And on Facebook at Zia Landerson. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And as I mentioned before, you can find Zia and I on our sister network, Popcorn Talk. On Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern, for Marvel Movie News, except for this week when I won't be there. But we'll always be there with our friend Zach Wilson, and you can find us there every Thursday. Thanks to Marissa in the booth. Thanks to everybody in the chat. We will see you next time. And until next week, Excelsior! Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.